Okay, we're talking about entering into the rest of God because the Word of God says, be still, be still and know that I am God. So, so the Word of God is asking us to pause, to, to ponder, to, to seek, to, to focus on Him, to be still, let every distraction go from our life so that we can truly know our God. And then when we, are, uh, we enter into that journey, into the rest of God, remember I say it's a journey. It's a journey. You've got to start where you are. You've got to be aware. You've got to know where you are at this moment so that you can get on that journey. So God desired to take us deeper and deeper into Himself. Remember the two, uh, two uh, disciples of Jesus? You know, they, they were so disillusioned. They were so frustrated because Jesus was crucified on the cross. They thought He's the Messiah. They thought He's a King. They thought He's coming in power. But the understanding they have about the power, about the purpose of God is, is distorted, is limited, and therefore is distorted. And that's why they nearly miss what God wants to do in their life and in the nation of Israel. So they leave Jerusalem in discouragement. But Jesus came to them. Jesus was leading them deeper into Himself, deeper understanding of His truth so that they can uh, get back into the plan and purpose of God for their life. So this morning, I want to continue on this line of entering deeper uh, into God. And, and we know that is the desire of God to take us deeper so that we will not stop. We will not think we know it all. We will, not, we will continue to hunger. We will continue to seek after Him. Okay, we learned last week, when we want to enter deeper into God, one very crucial thing is how desperate are you? Do you really strongly desire to enter deeper into God? If you don't have that desire, it's not possible. If you don't have that desire, God will also leave you alone. He will not impose His will upon you, even though this is His desire for you. Okay, so this morning, ask ourselves, how strong a desire do I have in me to really seek after God, to really want to get to know Him deeper so that I can enter His plan and purpose for me? So this morning, if, if you realize the desire for God, you know, to get deeper into God is not there. Oh, you love God, you believe in God, but that strong desire is not there. Why? Because there are so many things in your heart that occupies the place that God should be. Huh? There are so many things in our heart. So that's why we, we don't have desire for, for the deep things of God. Yeah, we love Him, we, we believe in Him, but we are just living religiously. Uh, so that will not do. Okay, but so let me uh, uh, help us to understand that the need for us to enter. There is a need for us to enter deeper into God. It's a need. It's not, I mentioned, it's your choice. But then it's a need. Every one of us need to enter deeper into God. Why? Look at this verse in Matthew 13 verse 19. 
When anyone hears a message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is a seed sown along the path. You see, when we do not understand the purpose of God, we do not understand what God is doing. Like these two disciples. They did not understand, so they are living Jerusalem. They are walking away from the purpose of God. They are walking away from the destiny of God. Why? Behind it, Satan is working in their life. Satan is snatching the truth that they do not understand and make those work powerless, ineffective, and in fact, causes them to walk the other way. So this morning, if we do not hunger and thirst, we do not want to go deeper into God, the limited understanding that we have, we think we have, and those things that God is trying to speak to us that we do not understand, Satan is working. Satan wants to steal those words from your life and steal your destiny, steal your, you know, the, the plan and purpose of God that God has prepared for you. That's how serious it is. That's why we need to grow deeper. We need to hunger and thirst continuously. Otherwise, Satan will rob you of your future, rob you of the destiny that God has for you. Right? This is what they say. The message about the kingdom, uh, if they hear the message of the kingdom, does not understand it. The evil one comes, snatches away what was sown in his heart. So, so do not take this thing lightly because we don't see, I told you we do not see the spiritual realm. So we do not understand what is happening. But Satan is working. He wants to rob you and take away your future. Okay, so, so understand, we need, we need to enter deeper into God because we, we just understand partially. We want to know more, we want to know more so that we can make right decision, accurate decision. Not like these two disciples walking away from the purpose of God, from the plans of God, because they did not understand. And so Jesus is telling us Satan is working. You know, he's the thief. He wants to come and rob, uh, steal, kill, and destroy. That's his purpose. And he wants to steal those words from your life. The other thing that, the, the other reason why we need to go deeper into God is how God operates in the spirit realm. You know, he operates on the realm of fullness. Fullness. Okay? When things are not full, not full, not filled up, he doesn't, he doesn't move. Until it is filled, until it is overflow. Remember I told you, we can receive a little bit here, a little bit there, until it comes to the brim, until it overflows, it has no impact. Isn't it? I told you many times. And so many of us, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, but only a little. Can you see the result? Nothing. Nothing. We are not making an impact. We are struggling. We are so weak. But we are, we are Pentecostal. We speak in tongues. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. But only a little. But the Word of God tells us that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, receive power, your weaknesses, miracles, hey, we don't see those things. Why? Because we only feel with a little bit. And the principle of God is He works, you know, when there is fullness. 
And that's why we are not feeling the impact. And that's why we need to continue to go deeper, deeper. Because the more we enter deeper, the more we enter into His fullness. This time when we attend the, the prayer conference, they talk about this. Jesus, you know, when He went to Canaan of Galilee, to the wedding, and He wanted to perform miracles. He wanted to, because they run out of wine. So He intended to perform the miracles, turn water into wine. And he told a servant to fill up the jar with water. To fill up, fill it up until it comes to the brim, until it's so full. So if those servants did not obey and did not fill the jar full of water, even though Jesus intended to perform the miracles, he would not do it. Because his instruction is to fill up until it comes to the brim. Okay? Uh, so you see that principle applied. God operates on fullness. Uh, we're going to uh, give more example to show that. Okay, so the, the uh, uh, fullness, we've got to be filled uh, to fullness for God to operate. And, uh, and it's a process, isn't it? When you want to fill that jar with, uh, uh, up to the brim, it takes time to fill it up if it's a, if it's a big, big jar. Okay, so, uh, so this teaches us something about prayer. You see, very often we come, we go through the motion of prayer. Uh, that, that is not good. But there are times we use our rational thinking, I said it before as well. You know, God already knows our needs. We have been praying the same thing. But what, what is different is this. Every time we come to pray, even if we pray for the same thing, we want the Holy Spirit to lead us to know how to pray. You know, for, let's say we pray for our government. We've been praying for the government, uh, for our nation. Okay, but today I'm praying for, again, I'm praying for the government. I want God to lead me to know how to pray. Okay, I don't repeat the same prayer, you know, every time pray for prime minister, pray for, you know, it's the same thing. So I go through the motion, but no. You see, so I keep praying and keep praying and keep praying. You see, our prayer, because God works on the principle of fullness, right? So now we pray, we are just filling the jar with a little bit of our prayer. And then we pray again, we pray again. So it's being filled up, it's being filled up. Until it's all filled up, then God begins to act. And that's why, you know, for your personal needs, you're praying for something. But don't repeat the same thing, you know, like going through the motion. But every time you're asking God, how do I pray about this? You know, I'm, I, I, I allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. I'm not getting answer in this, but I continue to pray. Maybe there are times you pray the same prayer, but it's a different spirit, you know. It's a different spirit. Uh, you're praying fresh prayer, not, not going through the motion. Okay, so until our prayer is full, right, then God begins to act. So this is a principle that it works. For example, Hannah. Hannah was a Samson's, uh, no, Samuel's mother. She has been going to Jerusalem uh, to, uh, uh, to celebrate the feast. And every time... Uh, the other, because she's barren, the other wife would just mock her and so on. So she's really uh, 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 frustrated and really hurt and so on. 
But every year she prayed. She prayed. But the, until that particular year, she was so desperate, she really cried out to God. And she prayed that, God, if you give me a son, I'm going to dedicate this, this son to you and so on. And so she was praying so intensely, so vigorously. Do you know that Jia is full? She has been praying. She has been praying. She has been praying. But at that day, that jar is full. And the high priest say, next year, you have a child. Okay? So can you see the principle? We keep praying, we keep praying, but we got to fill up the jar. And so we got to get deeper. We got to des be desperate and, and, and really uh, 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 show that we, we are so, so desperate and, and so so that God can, can begin to act. Now let's read this in uh, Revelation 5, verse 8 to 10. And when he had taken it, uh, the, uh, the lamb has taken the seal, the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You're worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribes and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom of priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. So you see, the Lord Jesus is the Lamb of God that was slain and He has already done all these things, you know, for us. But for the church, for the people of God to break through into it, they got to pray and pray until the bowl is full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So you see, we have been praying, we have been praying, we have been praying. But until the bowl is full, we are still we are still waiting for that breakthrough into the new season that God wants to bring about so that we can truly function as priests, so that we can truly ring with Him. So can you see the principle? God works on the principle of fullness. We need to pray and pray until the bowl is filled. Fill up. And then we see the breakthrough. Okay, so, so can you see the needs of going deeper uh, and, and God's principle is working with fullness. So we've got to keep coming, keep coming uh, so that it's filled up. And this is, this is how God works, you see. He doesn't work. Uh, remember the word God tells us? He said, I, I wish you are cold or hot because you're lukewarm. I'm going to spill you out of my mouth. See, so God work on fullness. He wants us to be hot, full, on fire. Not, you know, partially, uh, not, not lukewarm. You see, that's how He works. So, even in judgment, even in judgment, God will wait until the wickedness is full up. Then He judge. Look at this verse in Genesis 15. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated 400 years. 
But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possession. You, however, will go to your fathers in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites have not, has not yet reached its full measure. So can you see? God wants to restore His people. God wants to give them back the land that He promised their forefathers. But He would not do it until the people who oppressed them, until the people who occupied those land, until their sin is full. Until their sin is full. And then He begins to act and judge and, 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 and remove them from that land. Okay, so in judgment, God is also looking for fullness. When, when he act. Okay, so you can look through history. When the, before the flood came, the wickedness of the people was so great. That means it's full up now. God doesn't take it anymore. So the judgment came, right? You know, it's repeated all the time. So we see that in the case of uh, the Israelites in Egypt and God called Moses, right? God told Moses, the cry of, of the, the, the Israelite has reached up to the heavens and now I send you to deliver them. Right? They've been crying. They've been crying for hundreds of, of years. They've been crying until that cry entered into its fullness and then God uh, uh, begins to act. And in the book of Revelation, we see this as well. You know, uh, 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 this is not in the slides. I just, just uh, uh, read it to you. Uh, just cut it short. Uh, verse, chapter 6, verse 11. Then each of them was given a white robe and they were told to wait a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and brothers who were to be killed as they had been, was completed. You know, the, the, those martyrs in, in, in history, they're in heaven, they're crying, God, you're sovereign. When you are going to avenge, you know, what uh, these wicked people are doing? God, you're sovereign. So God say, not yet, not yet. Until those who need to be killed are completed or are full up, then I'll begin to act. You see that principle? So you see God's principle of operating. If you want God to work, you pray, is your prayer full up? Have you been continually seeking? That's why we need, to, we need to go deeper and deeper so that we enter into the fullness of God. And then we'll see things happen, right? Otherwise, we, we will not, God will just be holding on. And then you're, you're saying, well, do I have to wait a long, long time in order for my prayer, for my request to fill up? Just a thought. That means our prayer is not wasted. Whatever we pray, now it's recorded, it's been collected, even though we don't see in our generation. Your prayer is recorded. It matters. It matters. It helps to bring about what God wants to do, even though it may not take place in your generation. But if you do not pray, if you do not sow, if you do not keep doing what you're supposed to do, you have no share in it. You have no share in the harvest. You have no share in the spoil. Okay, but if we pray, even though it happens two generations down, 
Our prayer is still recorded. Okay, so every prayer, everything we do, it just keeps sowing. It just keeps adding, adding until the fullness of time, right? Then it will happen. So how long do we have to wait? You see, Hannah, he's been praying for years. But when did she get a breakthrough? When she stepped up her prayer. When she became so desperate. When she prayed as if she was drunk. You know, she was so bitter. She was just, you know, because there are so many people around. So she was crying to God, but there's no voice. It's just from inside. She stepped up her prayer. Desperate. And then quickly, her prayer was answered. Okay? So we can determine how soon we fill up the jar. If you just pray a little prayer every night, say a little prayer to Jesus, you may wait 2,000 years for that kind of job to be filled. But if you're desperate and desperate and desperate and praying, that job is going to fill up much faster. Who has ever heard of such a thing? Who has ever seen such things? Can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Yet no sooner is Zion in labor than she gives birth to her, ch- to her children. So the word of God is saying, hey, a nation definitely cannot be born in a day, right? A child definitely cannot, well, just in one day and then you, you just give birth uh, 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 to, to, a, to a, a, a child. It doesn't happen that way. But yet when Zion enter into labor. When Zion begins to desperately pray and seek God, it happens. It takes place. So you see how desperate we are, you know, in seeking God, in seeking God. How, you know, we, we really want to enter deeper and deeper, deeper into God so that we can enter into His fullness. That determines how soon our presence. So you, you can see, our, our spirit, our attitude determines whether things are going to happen. You know, we have been, people have been praying, oh God, send revival, oh God, revive our heart. It's not going to happen. Come on, it's not going to happen. Because we are not desperate. Right, but we got to be desperate. How desperate are you? That's why I say, how desperate are you to want to know God deeper? How desperate are you in wanting God to, to do something? In, in your situation, in your life. Okay, so we come back to the story of our journey in entering deeper into God. is a journey, and we got to be desperate. We've got to be determined, intentional in wanting to know God deeper in order for it to take place. And then the other thing is, as we enter deeper into God, we we know God better. We, 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 we understand. We, we can clearly uh, 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 know what His plan and purpose is. Because when we enter deeper, God will open our mind. Open our mind to understand His plan and purpose. The Gospel of Luke 24, verse 44. Remember that two disciples of Jesus? Uh, and now uh, Jesus, uh, they, they went back to Jerusalem. And then they met up with the disciples and tell the rest of the disciples, it's true, Jesus is risen. And then Jesus appeared to them. And then this is what Jesus said. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. 
Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scripture. Right? Jesus was with the disciples. He was telling them what would happen to him. But can they take it? They hear, but they don't understand. They cannot take it. So after Jesus' crucifixion, now Jesus is telling them, this is what should take place. And then Jesus opened their mind so that they can understand the scripture. Why didn't Jesus open their mind earlier? Right? So it's a journey of entering deeper into God. God wants you to, to, to go right into the deep ends, but can you? Can you take it? We can't. So, so God has to keep sowing into us, speaking to us. We understand a little bit. Speaking to us, we understand a little bit. So that's why we need to continue to pursue until such time the breakthrough comes. Our mind is open. So now we, we, we fully understand this, this part of the teaching. Okay, that's why we need to continue to hear the Word of God, continue to, to pursue, to understand. We talk about the kingdom of God. We've got to keep plodding, keep knowing more and more and more about the kingdom of God until such time we understand fully. Because right now, we, we, we just try. We understand a little bit, yeah. But there's so much more, there's so much more. Okay, so that's why the heart of continuous seeking, maintaining uh, that, that teachable attitude in our hearts is so, so very important if we want to enter deeper into God. So, you see, if Jesus was to talk to them a lot about his crucifixion while he was alive, uh, before the crucifixion, they would not understand. They would not. But now that it has happened, Jesus said, hey, look, this is what I told you. Can you see? Ah, then they begin to understand. Oh yeah, that's true. So now they can receive more. So it's a journey. It's a journey. We need to keep pursuing, keep seeking, keep, keep, keep looking to God so that we can enter deeper and deeper into God. And it takes time. It takes time with Jesus. It takes time in the presence of God. So we need to keep coming, right? If they don't come to Jesus, things still will not change with time because they keep coming to Jesus or Jesus come to them and fellowship with them, talk to them, talk to them. So eventually... They receive it. And then we have to have Jesus to minister to our fear and worries or else we cannot enter, we cannot understand. Right? A lot of time it's not because we don't understand. It's just that we are so afraid. You know, God is telling us this thing and we're so afraid. And that fear hinder us from entering deeper into God. And so when they see Jesus, they were so afraid. And Jesus has to minister to their fear and say, peace, it's me, it's me. Otherwise, they would not be able to, to receive what Jesus has to say. They, they're so afraid, they think that it's a ghost. So we need to, when we come before God, we need to allow Jesus to minister to us, to deal with what is inside us. Emotional baggages that is hindering us from entering deeper into God. Now, some of us, we have distorted uh, uh, notions that if we serve God, we're going to lose out. So that's why we're so afraid. God, you know, to commit more to God, we think that we are going to lose. You see, the wrong teaching, the wrong understanding that is sold by the Satan. So until that fear is taken up, 
until you realize it's the best thing to serve God. You know, it's the most blessed thing. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be, God, God will, will, will reward you and so on. Unless you really believe that, you will not commit more because you think that you're losing out. Okay, so you go by your own way. So we need to allow God to minister to us uh, uh, the, the, the baggages, the needs that is in our hearts so that we can enter deeper into God. And then the two disciples, you know, when, when they truly enter deeper understanding of God and, and see Jesus as He is, immediately, you see, they change the direction of their life. They went back to Jerusalem. You see, the, the devil wanted to rob them of their destiny, of their future because of the lack of understanding misinterpretation of the scripture, but Jesus came and took them deeper into the word of God, deeper understanding of the word of God. And now, their life is turned around. They make the right decision. They follow God. Okay, so they enter into their destiny. So we got to respond. When God takes us deeper, He gives us deeper understanding, greater revelation, we got to respond. The two disciples immediately, in the middle of the night, they went back to Jerusalem. You know, you are no longer concerned about, oh, it's dark, it's dangerous. Wow, it's not safe to walk that journey back to Jerusalem. Oh, we're so tired. We've just been walking uh, from Jerusalem uh, to this place. And now we have to go back. It's such a long journey. Wait till tomorrow. No, when you receive the revelation, when you enter deeper into God, nothing will stop you. Nothing will stop you. If you do not enter, if you do not have the revelation, you do not understand Anything is a reason not to go. Can you see? Some of us are so ridiculous. Uh, today, I feel a little bit of uh, maybe fever coming. I'm not coming to prayer. Oh, I don't feel well. I'm a little bit tired. Uh, today, I don't come to cell group. You see, anything is an excuse. Anything is a reason. Because you do not have that desperation. You do not have that, that hunger and desire. But when you have that hunger and desire, nothing will stop you. When they understand, when they enter deeper into God, that night itself. Because that's the priority. That's what they will do. Otherwise, anything is an excuse. Okay, then, then the last thing. When we enter deeper into God, we enter into a new season in God. Look at what Jesus was telling the disciples now. In Luke 24, verse 46 to 49, He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in His name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my fathers has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So when we enter deeper into God, you break through, you enter deeper into God, it's always a new season. And look at what Jesus is telling them. You know, now, after the third day, when you, when you believe all these things, repentance and forgiveness of sin will be preached in His name to all nations. You see, the new season is about to break through. And these two disciples, they walk away from it. But now because of Jesus, because of entering deeper into it, they go back to Jerusalem. And Jesus is telling them, repentance and forgiveness of sin will be preached. We enter into a new season of grace, abundant grace, that God will release into our life. 
So no longer in the old season of condemnation and guilt and, and, and fear and so on, but, but you're set free. You're entering in a new season of repentance and forgiveness of sin and restoration with God. So when we break through, it's always a new season. You know, it depends on the, the, the stage that you're in. It's a new season, right, uh, in your life. And then, this is a time where the promises of God begins to be fulfilled. We've been waiting, we've been praying, we've been seeking, we've been journeying in to, 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 to see the promised land. But when you break through into the rest of God, you, you break through into the promise, promises of God, the promised land, you break through in the promise of God. So Jesus is saying, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised. It has been promised, but now it's going to happen very soon because you have broken through into another level, another uh, 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 stage in your life. So wait in Jerusalem because this thing is going to happen to you. You will be filled with power. You'll be filled uh, from on high. So God says, you are my witness. You are my witness to all these things. I give you the power. I give you the Holy Spirit to do what I've commissioned you to do. Okay, so we need to go deeper, deeper into God because right now we, we, we're so powerless. You know, this thing we, we just we feel that we're so weak, we can't do it. So we keep pursuing, we keep seeking after God, we keep entering deeper and deeper into Him. And when that moment comes, the promise is going to be fulfilled. And we will find we have entered into the destiny, the calling that God has for us. And uh, there's one more thing. You know, after this, Jesus took them out and bless them. And while he was blessing them, he was taken up into heaven. Can you imagine the last blessing of Jesus on earth? These two disciples nearly miss it. Jesus has to bring them back to Jerusalem so that when he was taken up to heaven, he blessed them. These two disciples were there. You know, when someone who is about to leave, who is about to go, blesses you, they bless you with all they have. They bless you with all that's inside of them. Jesus came to bring heavens down on earth. When he leaves, he's not going to take heavens back. He's releasing all of heaven into us because that's what he came to do. And these disciples were there to receive that blessing, which they nearly miss. They nearly miss. So, so brothers and sisters, God, God has reserved so much for us. And he's taking us, he's leading us deeper and deeper into himself. But we've got to be desperate. We've got to be serious. We've got to be determined. We've got to be intentional to get on this journey to seek after Him. Seek after Him. Know Him deeper. Have a deeper encounter with Him. Until such time we see the fullness, the fullness of what He wants to do coming into our life. So brothers and sisters, nobody can do it for you. Okay, every week, Whatever, however the word is coming forth in power and strength and in revelation is no use until you really take it and say, I'm going to fill up my jar with water until you overflow so that Jesus will come and do something for me. Until you are so desperate and just keep seeking and seeking continuously, breakthrough, going deeper into God. And after that, we continue again because we know there's so much more, so much more. We never stop until you do it for yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you, right? So you've got to be determined. You've got to 
set it as a priority. It's not when you're free, no. It's not when you're free. We need it. We need to come. We need to come continuously. We need to seek until that breakthrough comes. Nobody can do that for you. Let's rise to our feet at this time.